0: Caverns and Comedians is a
1: real-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring Toronto comedians playing Dungeons & Dragons. We roll the dice, but we added that out to just give you the nice role-playing experience. Featuring acts of heroism. I've got his wallet. I mean, I, I didn't mean to kill him, but
0: he was bad, right? We're pretty sure.
1: Do I have to heal you? I don't want to. Can't you just die?
0: Ooh, a dungeon master! My safe word is potato! Stumbling towards goodness, one roll at a time. Caverns and Comedians can be found on iTunes, Google Play, or KicksandGigglesEntertainment.com. them to the next day. Mainly their souls. Well, yeah, we
1: capture their souls in a podcast, in podcast form.
0: On that note, welcome to the constant struggle! Yay. Yay!
1: I'm Bree Watson.
0: Yeah, and I'm Nick Watson. And we
1: have a special guest today. Stand-up comedian slash sketch comedian, Mark Hallworth Aww. of yeah. The Best of Friends. Yay! Yay. Welcome, Mark! And improv
2: comedian of Chapstick. Oh, of course, Chapstick, Chapstick. I'm
1: sorry, I forgot My, Chapstick.
2: Mike Kellett will cry.
1: Mike Kellett, I respect you, and I love your work.
2: He's in the Philippines, too, right now. Oh, well, what the yeah. fuck? He's I know, sorry, yeah, we can, get shit shit. We, can shit, we can shit talk. Has the
0: Philippines got a burgeoning comedy scene or something? No, Let's
2: go. Oh, okay. I don't think so.
1: Not even a little bit. No, You
2: do it in drag, I think, apparently. I think uh, Morgan and uh, Mike have done some comedy out there. and but I think yeah, you have right. to do it in
0: drag.
3: What's up with that? Know. I don't understand what's going All on. All right. right. You I also get
2: killed that. for, like, smoking weed.
1: What? Yeah,
2: I don't know. That'll
0: hurt the scene in a big way. Right, exactly. That is not funny.
2: <laughs> at the very least anyways but, but thanks for having me on your podcast yeah, so thanks listen.
1: for being here come sit a little closer a little closer okay come cool. a, a little bit, bit closer, closer. alright um, is that a real song I just jumped in yeah it's a oh. Neil Young oh cool
3: good stuff <laughs> uh,
1: great okay so I don't like, Nick, I know you a lot better than Nick does. Right. Because we went to school together. We were Humber alumni. Were you?
0: Did you graduate 2012?
1: The year right after so you. So, yeah, we would have been in yeah. school together. That's mm-hmm. nice. We crossed over. I want cool. to say I saw
0: you guys at a Humber thing one time. Probably. the Best of Friends. way, <laughs> oh, okay.
1: You've seen Best of Friends. Okay.
2: I've, That's uh, dope. Like,
1: usually when I'm like, oh, sketch comedy, come see Best of Friends. Yeah. Aw. Um, so, yeah. maybe, uh, do you want to talk about what prompted you to... Come to Humber or go to
2: Humber? Yeah, well, okay. This story is huge, but I'd love to go into right. this. Well, the first thing, because one thing you always talk about in this podcast, which I know, so there's like the financial struggle, right? But they're just trying to stay alive, yes. And then the creative struggle of like generating material yes. and that. And then, uh, one thing you, you never talk about, though, that I love to fucking stab at super fast yep. is the romantic struggle, ah,
3: right. which
2: nobody ever talks about. Good. Well, the let's fucking, tackle that how one. How brutal that is to have found something that you like more than you like people. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that bad shit? So... Yeah,
1: something that you prioritize over, over relationships. everybody.
2: <laughs> Isn't yeah. that insanity? Yeah. And then the, just that sentence being like, I like this, this comes first. You know yeah. what I mean? And, 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 like, and breaking per- somebody,
1: yeah, yeah, or finding like, a person who's okay with that. Yeah,
2: that's dope. That's what's ridiculous. But I dated a girl five years, who t- and it took her that long to realize that this- reality. <laughs> and
1: you think it, like she just wasn't willing, like because at the same time it's like up to her to, to be supportive of your goals.
2: No, you but know? it's also what you want in life, man. Like exactly. she really wanted to get cracking on kids and stuff oh, or right. whatever, yeah. and I was like, I can't literally do. That. I well, can't let's do talk that.
1: About that because. Uh, probably when you met, you were on the path to becoming an engineer and that uh, would have,
2: I was still, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> that store is crazy. That's a good point. So, well, let's, let's go all the way back cause that's all a right. financial struggle thing that okay. you're talking about. Okay. Back back, to to back Okay, so this is like when I was like a sexy struggles. We're going back to May fourteenth, nineteen ninety eight. That's when it all. Started. all right,
3: write that down. It's gonna be on the everybody's. Whoa. On the all test
0: right, screen. we're good. Yeah. yeah, That is a way back machine. So yeah, yeah
2: totally. So before that, I was like, I, I was like, kind of a, a, a shitty kid in school or whatever, and I was like a bully, and I was like really a angry. Bully. Yeah, You're isn't so that isn't nice. that ridiculous? Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> well, this is what changed everything. May fourteenth, nineteen ninety eight, was the last episode of Seinfeld. And so the episode was like two I thought hours. Made you a bully? No, no, no <laughs> oh, okay. it changed me for that. Okay, all right. Um, so the second hour, whatever, was like the actual show, if you remember, whatever. But then the first hour was like, and this is the first time I'd ever seen this, like a, a clip show, a montage, bloopers, Uh-oh. and then like I don't know if you remember, they did this like thing to "Time of Your Life" by Green Day. Yeah, and it that was, was, like the, that was like the last. Thing. Thing. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah, that. So I was 11 years old when I saw that. Whenever I I hear that song, it always reminds
0: me of the Seinfeld finale
3: Yeah,
2: And it's heartbreaking. And I went to bed crying (laughs) because I was like, holy crap, look at that bond or whatever that these guys are making or whatever. And I never had thought about, you know, acting or any of that kind of stuff. And then that night I was like, I want to go to bed. I mean, i want and then I want to go to bed. And And in the morning, maybe I'll be back. (laughs) Yeah, but it wasn't comedy at first. It was, it was theater and stuff. It was like. Um, but uh, my parents wouldn't, uh, encourage it or they didn't want me to do that. Well, so do in school, do? my dad's a teacher and was a teacher for like 27 years. Well, but this is the thing. Like it, I, I'm, it, it does change. I got to, I'm not trying to be like a crybaby or whatever in terms of encouragement or whatever, because right. my dad did amazing things like a year later. So check this out. <laughs> okay. So a year later, he, my dad in like 1998, I think, or 99, um, got an early retirement package nice. After teaching for 27 years
3: Yeah, our mom That sounds like that. mom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that exactly what happened?
2: Yeah, yeah. So was, was she like 53 or something? Or yeah, six? she
1: was pretty Like, she was young Yeah, Yeah, yeah Before then, 60 anyway Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah My dad did exactly the same thing So he got this thing And in, in retrospect It maybe kind of fucked him up But, well, whatever <laughs> The, um But So he was like at the house And he's yes. like What's this kid screaming about? And I'm like
0: Dadder, <laughs>
2: Dadder. So in '99, in September '99 or uh, the summer of '99, he let me do this like uh, acting thing, this two-week drama class or something, okay. at uh, led by Liz- Miss Martin's Licardi, and I'm sure she's listening. And <laughs> I haven't seen this person since, but this woman saved my life. Oh, <laughs> and what if I that? ever see this lady again, I'm gonna give her a steak dinner, ah. just on the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> um, and <Frozen> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was and steak, th- steak, the yeah. greatest two weeks ever i was All like nice. and this is where happy mark came from or whatever i did scouts canada prior to this and i did like, wow oh god I yeah think that, that that sucked, one, that'll
0: make you hate people god it was the worst man
2: and a lot of uh, people in my scout troop one guy turned out to be like an engineer he's actually okay but there was like an anarchist who threw a pie at the premier one what? guy one guy was uh in a death metal band what? what is it about and, scouts that oh makes them so miserable? No. But this well, one we guy have got. Well, to
0: go to places with pie-throwing anarchists oh, and right. heavy. Metal well, one guy got,
2: guy right. got fucking uh, curb stomped to death. Oh my oh. god! One guy got hit by a train. Holy one shit. guy, one some albino kid stabbed a dude in the eye and then jumped off a bridge. Like they were oh all god. lunatics so and but this then this is the worst scout <laughs> yeah, ever <laughs> and i went from that to like pure joy yeah, like <laughs> that always happens in my life where and then i did like engineering to comedy so right. these like night and day switches for me have been so miraculous yeah. so yeah let's talk about engineering it, at that exact time oh what the hell so miss martin zaccardi first i should yeah, say my, my dad being a teacher he didn't he wasn't listening he didn't really care about the program itself but he knew to keep up appearances because he's British um, <laughs> okay. he knows that the good parents are the ones that ask questions after the program's done or whatever he he never asked me any of his questions he didn't really care but he goes up to Miss Martin Sicardi and he's like yeah so how'd he do I go I don't know and my memory of Miss Martin Zaccardi is that she was like six foot seven. Like, she seemed, she's such a presence in my head or whatever. She probably wasn't that big, but she was such a theater like a person. It's
0: big. Man. She was massive.
2: Yeah, she had such a presence. My dad ass. is like five foot six, five foot seven. <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, how do you do? And she's like, he did wonderful like, <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know what my dad expected, but it was for sure not that. And my dad was like, oh, okay. So she, Should he continue? (laughs) And Miss Martin Zaccardi reacted like she got shot. She was like, what? Because it was like blasphemy that I wouldn't. He was like, he must continue. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. And so, so encouraging. And then she threw all this crap at my dad about like community theater stuff. And I joined this group called the St. Peter's Players out of a church. And I was with them for 10 years. And it was like the highlight of my year every time, God it was the best. Just doing of plays and plays and musicals and shit. Yeah, like
1: Jesus Christ superstar. No, no, wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. Only really asked because uh, we were in a. We did a, like our, my dad is involved in local theater and he was like, oh, they're putting on this play and it was like the story of Job and the snake. And oh no, was like that? Okay, yeah. And cool teenage play form. Oh, God,
2: <laughs> really? Uh, so. No, it was like Rodgers and <laughs> Hammerstein and like the Miracle right. Worker and Hello uh-huh. Dolly and this kind cool, of shit. Yeah every year it was something big and it was great to and it was exactly what I had wanted when I was like watching this Seinfeld episode of like oh the community and a team yeah. and shit yeah. man that was the greatest and you're creating all this stuff together and the people I started and, and I was doing community theater with were like geniuses in terms I don't know just like working hard and stuff like I just I realized like the value of working hard
1: well what you said right there is like what I see in you more than a lot of other comedians oh, I who you. A come out of Humber and B just general, but you're probably the hardest working comic that I know.
2: But it's love of it, too, you know what right, I mean? Like, yeah, that's where it all comes from. I don't feel like that at all, to be but honest. It's, but it's you're so everywhere. Great. If
1: you're not doing stand-up one night, you're doing sketch. If you're not doing yeah. sketch, you're doing improv. You're you're just always out there. Thanks, which man. I think, uh... So, I mean, it's true. Like, I don't understand people who say they want to get into this and then just go sort of half ass at it, right?
2: Like, I, yeah, my girlfriend and I were talking about that the other day. I think... Because she asked me, because um, I love skateboarding, I'm a huge, like, I'm not good at it by any means, <laughs> but I'll watch anything, and I right, love it. I
1: remember it. you had a set about it. I have a bit about it, yeah, <laughs> I do have
2: a bit about it. And that's my nerd out thing. You ask me a question about skateboarding, I'll try to hook you up. Oh
1: my god, did you see Pat Moswell's Noll- version of this? But anyway, he's got one where it's like Star, or Star Wars, he knows oh. everything about Star Wars, and that he when he was a kid he was like obsessed about Star Wars. And then he was like, and so I guess this like My Little Pony is my daughter's version of that. I ever this bit. He just starts going into an insane amount of <laughs> yeah. detail on my, my, my Little L- Pony. That <laughs> bit
2: rules actually. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Um, so the b- 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 yeah, my girlfriend was like, um, why didn't she ever do that? Would like to move to LA or something and like try mm, to become do, like, a professional. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, but no, not theater or whatever. Do skateboarding. Oh,
1: skateboarding. Okay, yeah, yeah,
2: and it was because I was like. I didn't really love it. Right. I like skateboarding, but I didn't love it. And I think what happens to a lot of people is that they like what they're doing, mm-hmm. but they're not really in love with it. Right. And that's something I saw a lot in engineering. People I liked it. it enough or yeah. whatever, and it paid, you know what I mean? Exactly, so, yeah. But they didn't really love it. Yeah. I, I met a couple of engineers that loved it. And I was like, that's good. <laughs> I, yeah,
1: a friend of mine is, like, an engineer, and I think he loves engineering, yeah. and I think he loves the yeah. fact well, that right. he pays well enough that he can go travel to ridiculous places, which I think is what he really loves.
2: Well, yeah, that's the yeah. interesting question. Okay, well, we'll get to that, to the financial okay. shit, because, right. so, um, I did a in community theater, life rules. Okay, in 1999, uh-huh. um, there was a article in the Calgary Herald that was called... where you're from. Yeah, I grew up in Calgary. Okay. This is all totally, all of this stories in Calgary, I okay. should have okay. mentioned. Okay. Um, and I like doing acting and stuff, but I was like, what am I going to do? And you're in the eighth grade and, okay. and you should, you know, start maybe thinking about university or something, or where are you going to go? And there was an article in the Calgary Herald uh, that, uh, was called the top seven jobs of the new millennium, okay. because this was like a big thing. And oh number, my God, this is
0: going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the number,
2: number six was geomatics engineer. And so geomatics engineering is, like, a branch of engineering that uses, like, spatially related data. So, like, satellites and GPS and that kind of shit. That's, like, geomatics. And it was massive in the oil field because you could, like, spatially figure out where the the drill is being dropped and stuff. It was, like, very helpful. So, and you have, like, aerial photography, pictures of pipelines and blah, blah, blah. It, It was all that kind of stuff. That
3: makes
1: sense.
2: So it was really big. And I and at the time, this is such an insane decision to make at 12 years old. But, uh-huh. I was, <laughs> but my whole life I was like, you know what I'll do? I'll work as an engineer during the day and then I'll do community theater at night and I'll do that for the rest of my life. That's kind of Which is our,
3: well not engineering.
2: But uh, well yeah, I don't know, yeah. but I and I really really thought that that was going to be my whole life.
3: Right.
2: And uh I t- and I tried <laughs> to make it that too. And, well, so then <laughs> I um
1: you're in high
2: school. So I'm in high school at this point. Man, high school rocks. I'm having a great time with my friend. But, and I'm like, I should say too that after I first, my my first show at uh, the St. Peter's Players, in yeah. the first year, two weeks later I was on the honor roll. You know what oh, I mean? And like, oh, my dude, whole life fucking was crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: like you started caring. My life like totally like, revitalized, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Huh. So, uh, so I'm working like crazy. High school's a blast, whatever. Um, and then, I get to engineering and it's, awful (laughs) and i really am realizing super fast that i'm like i don't want to do this at all and uh but like fuck what else do i do and i'm dating this girl who left oh my (laughs) erection is done (laughs) uh sorry so i was dating this girl yeah who um she introduced me to like two ideas that then blew my mind apart later uh number one was um to, she was like, God, you hate engineering. <laughs> she was like, you should just do like a theater degree or something right. after you finish engineering just so that you could live with yourself, Mark. Look at you. God. So the other thing she introduced me to was, this is going to come out of nowhere, I think, but the, the music method. Sorry. No. <laughs> the, uh, close. The musical rent. <laughs> So, ah, all right. Rent was written by this guy, Jonathan Larson, who, yeah. are you a Rent fan? Have yeah, I I'm kind of like a Rent head. I saw right. it on Broadway. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, this, this, and it's a story about people who live with nothing and yeah. are kind of struggling at doing what they want to be doing and right. stuff. And that's, and so that right then too the movie came out see this uh, is what's great about yeah. my life is that everything fucking fell apart like it fell into, into place, place so beautifully at exactly the right time I'm I'm so lucky there's no struggle with me what are you talking about my <laughs> <laughs> life rocks so um she broke up with me on remembrance day which is hilarious uh good luck trying to forget, to forget yeah. that yeah <laughs> and so I'm in engineering. I think
1: that's disrespectful to veterans.
0: Also, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear the uh, think of the troops speech at the end of that? No, like, yeah. during
2: it. She played Last Post and stuff. No. And she was breaking up. <laughs> with
3: well, This is all very sad and appropriate. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd, that'd, be that'd be amazing.
2: But uh, she, um, d- so I was like stuck in engineering. I and mean, I'm like, God, what the hell am I doing? And I and doing Sudokus every day. Like, I just can't. I'm just trying. To, and I'm so depressed. And I'm like. And I'm doing community theater, still kind of like that's the thing that I like doing, but man, I was like really plateauing. And so then, so Rent came out on, on DVD or whatever mm-hmm, yeah. right then, um, yeah. and I think I have the date. I, it's like January 3rd, 2006 or something, really early in that 2006. About right, um, when not when the DVD came out, but I got the DVD, and it's two discs, right? The first one is the the movie. But then the second disc is a biography about Jonathan Larson. Right. And you're and like, jo- I need to
1: get AIDS. I need to get well, AIDS. Well, that's not what happened to Jonathan Larson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, I was like, well, this guy fucking worked so hard and, yeah. and did what he loved. But he also, like, um, worked just enough at the crappy job that the he didn't like. The day job
0: yeah, creative side. And it was
2: nuts. And that mm-hmm. blew my mind. And I was like, this isn't important, this engineering. Like, what am I yeah. doing? I don't care about any of this. And with this notion of, yeah, I should do a theater degree or so something still after. still in
1: university at the time.
2: Yeah, I was finished my third semester okay. um, of eight. And oh, so, oh, third semester. So yeah, like third yeah. year. I was like, no, oh, no, no, okay. third, so I'm, like, in it. And yeah. I've already passed some brutal classes that I, uh, So, So, um, I, but, again, I'm super privileged. My grandpa was helping me a lot. I had scholarship money and stuff, okay. but my grandpa's the king. And he, it's a noble profession, engineering. Mm. Yeah, so he'll, he, he was willing to help. And I'm living in this fucking basement, too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even have to pay rent. He lives across the street from the university. Oh, like man, I was right. I had it so lucky. What well,
1: university was it? University, university of
2: Calgary. Calgary. Yeah, yeah. The geomatics department is massive. It's, I like, a huge that. thing out there.
1: Especially if it's... Oil. oil. Like, oil really out
2: there, oil. yeah. So, and the great thing was the whole, the whole notion of doing engineering was that they took your hand and walked you right into a job. Like, yeah. I was going to get a job immediately. And so, I... Um, watch this dvd and i'm like i got
3: it what am i
2: gonna do (laughs) and i talked to somebody earlier about theater and and like with this idea i was like if i were to do a theater degree where should i do it and he was like toronto man toronto is the entertainment capital of of canada and i was like yeah you're right so i watch this dvd and i'm like i got it and i go to the computer and i google toronto theater schools and the second thing that comes up is humber but it's Mm -hmm. like It says theater, but then underneath, you know, that's like blue and underlined, but then underneath is black writing or whatever. Underneath there it says comedy, writing, and performance. Ah. And it was like, you know, like in a movie when a guy makes a big realization and then all the frames are like, (laughs) like all these realizations of like, this is what I wanted to do the whole time. What the fuck am I talking about? Oh my God. And I was like in tears like looking at all these, oh my God, HCCC stand up 101. Wow. Okay. Oh my God. I get it. And I'm like, I did, the fact that Humber exists it Saves a lot of lives I think, like, I, I think so It helped I guess, me yeah. so much
1: I, I used it as a an excuse To get out of where I was, I was Welland like, or I, whatever is No was I started in Welland I was in Iowa Working for the government At the time And it was like I would love to do comedy But I can't do it Unless I devote myself 100% to it Like right. full time Because I had a full time job And this was like A full time school Like study Yeah school Two program. years man Yeah like, Okay, there, there it is. There's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're a
2: Humber advocate too, of like, uh, if people are listening to this if, with the intention of going to Humber, I would. Did you do this? Pay for Humber prior to going to it, whether you get a loan or something, but don't oh, don't have a part time job while you're at oh, Humber. No, in I my didn't. opinion. I, well, yeah. I did
1: get a part time job in my, but not until my second year because it became clear that I needed my money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. my second, my part time job was at Humber. Oh, great. Yeah, okay. On so on it's still like, and, like. Career Center. <laughs> oh, okay. is
3: that when
0: you were doing CVs and stuff? Oh, yeah, resume. exactly. Yeah.
1: Like, so people would come up to me and be like, oh what program are you in? I'm like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Let me <laughs> <try> <laughs> <your> resume.
0: <laughs> what do you know about resumes? Uh, I'm in the resume program. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but like when you're at Humber, like. It had... So basically, what I decided, I asked my grandpa, I was like, man, I'd love to do this. And he was like, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have a basement over there Right. he was like I'll help you pay for your engineering degree but not not that I wouldn't pitch out for that and I was like that's clearly fair obviously (laughs) I I wasn't like wait but but I had to decide I was like well should I stay here and finish this um, this uh, degree and then work 12 months or something and make like some insane amount of money doing engineering because the pay was so ridiculous yeah or should I, like, move out of my grandpa's house and start flipping burgers or something? What should I do? I wanted to pay for Humber before going to okay, Humber.
1: Okay, so you wanted the whole thing paid out before. <clears throat> yeah, so
2: that, I, so that I knew that that you two years was just it. dedicated to doing comedy, so yeah. 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 Because, man, you so, like, fuck Sam Burns, poor guy. Yeah. I remember seeing him not be able to do open mics, and he has to go work at Loblaws or whatever that yeah, was I mean, like.
1: That's one of the reasons that, like, I like you got a value it has to be a day job with flexibility if you want to do comedy because you have to be free oh, to go right. out at night yeah you yeah. gotta work
2: like all the time exactly, what's the point yeah. so i feel there's a lot of people sam burns is the one that came to mind I just mean, because like, i was like Damn it,
1: transformed man. completely since like i feel like i saw him a year ago or whenever he was doing the humber like stand-up show and i was like this guy's great and he's like clean cut and he's all mm-hmm. like, he's kind of geeky and i'm like he's i did, did that man. and now he's like rocking Nirvana t shirts with like that crazy stuff. Yeah, he rocks. This guy
2: has changed. Well, he's so doing funny. comedy all the yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I decided to stay in engineering or whatever and, and power through the remaining five semesters. Wow.
1: <laughs> and, wow. Okay.
2: And well, that whole time though, then I started doing like. As much comedy as I could in right. Calgary, like on
0: campus. Oh, okay. Stop. No, there was nothing
2: going on on campus or whatever. No. There was like, there was like an improv club. Calgary's improv scene rules.
1: It's pretty big
2: though, yeah. <clears throat> um, Calgary's improv scene is terrific. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, um,
1: Johnstone is. Johnstone's huge out yeah. there.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I did, man. Johnstone's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some yeah. weird yeah. classes. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, oh, did a, a bunch cool. of things with him. Nice. Um, but yeah, he's like he's he's on like he's so advanced or whatever in what he it wants to explore like he right. doesn't he's so bored with like yes i am yeah totally yeah. i don't think <laughs> so he like goes crazy into like the circle of expectations and then goes uh-huh. out of that like it's unreal what he's talking about cool but his books are wicked anyway um and getting to do improv so starting in like 2006 i was able to start doing improv and stand up okay um and uh no sketch. There was no sketch thing up there at all.
1: There's no sketch in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. I know.
2: That's tough. I, in, like, 2010, after I moved, they had, like, a sketch thing, okay. but... I don't know. <laughs> but, like, even going back and visiting Calgary, um, it's You
1: usually line up a couple sets when you go.
2: Oh, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't go back to Calgary if I couldn't do some yeah. sets. <laughs> um, but it's it's a shame to think like if i lived out here i'd do like one set a week to the two two or three sets a week or whatever uh, yeah. and i would go crazy yeah. the crowds are massive and see and this is what the problem was i don't know i didn't really think i'd start talking about this but uh That's in two in to, yeah exactly <laughs> in 2006 when i started wanting to do stand-up i would like go out to the comedy cave this place which was great and and see people and in my like engineer classifying brain <laughs> I'd be like what's this person doing that's different than what anyone else is doing yes. which is the stupidest way to look at it because everyone's different because no one is you you know what I mean so just yeah. do yourself and yeah
1: but that's an important thing to learn though because a lot of people just try to do the same thing that, they that everyone do. else is doing yeah. yeah
2: yeah so I Seinfeld had this like uh, interview where he's talking about like um, a comedian wants to didn't want to this is why he didn't want to play a character on his show. He right. was like, a comedian wants to just be themselves. Actors disappear into all these characters and stuff. Right. Where a comedian re- would rather just be themselves. And then I remember watching that being like, but I've been acting in community theater for like six years now. I, I, maybe I could do stand up in character. What does that mean? Right. And then I like went off the deep end of re- like doing all this crazy research about what it means to do okay. characters on set. And I tried really hard to do this like weird kind of one-man sketch in a comedy club environment okay. and the problem was in calgary there the crowds were so big that like a handful of people were like kind of interested right which and but i and i was focused on them being like yeah that's my crowd as opposed <laughs> to like just making the fucking room laugh like right. it's your damn job yeah. <laughs> so then finally when i moved to toronto i was like oh god let's scrap all this <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> jesus and oh, i just started doing that. comedy But, so, I did 70 sets in Calgary in three and a half years, which isn't a lot of, you're not improving when you're really doing it. Well, that's another
1: thing that's interesting about you is that you count this stuff. Well, yeah. Not a lot of people, like, keep metrics on the amount of stuff that they do.
2: Well, uh, here's, uh, I'll totally tell you, my whole, (laughs) all the secrets, this is why it happened. When I started working as an engineer, which happened immediately, I graduated and got a job immediately, the recession was going on. So there was no yep. real work and then they were like, "Mark, can you uh, do this copy pasting?" Oh. And I was like, "Here you go." Like half an hour later, <laughs> yeah. And they were like, "Well, that was supposed to take you 3 weeks." Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> but but go back to your desk and look busy. You have probably heard that, right? You've never I heard always. that? I've heard that in my life yeah, yeah. before. Yeah. Look busy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then <laughs> I, I started that a
1: lot in my co-op positions. I started <laughs>
2: spreadsheeting comedy. Whatever oh, I could, that's awesome. and and then people would walk by my desk and see charts and yeah. stuff, and be like, "Well, he seems to be working really hard." <laughs> I don't know what the hell that
0: is. His JPMs are going way high, yeah. and whatever they are, <laughs> yeah,
2: and that's totally what I would calculate. Nice. So I would film all my sets, and so and I still have all these spreadsheets because some of them are are really really helpful now. So I got a spreadsheet called Gigs, where I at the gig number, and like, and then the venue and the date, and then what jokes I did. And um, now I just have, like, a note being, like, hosted Drop and Gave Me 20 last night. I feel like I should have done crowd work instead of just jokes. Huh. Kind of shut the bed. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People <laughs> seem to have fun, though, or whatever. Yeah. But it's I used to... like a journal at this point. Kind of, at that, yeah. But it used to... I used to film all the sets, and then I used to... Because I had eight hours a day to fill. Oof. Like, what the fuck yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. And so I... I would, <laughs>
1: And that was, like, I've, probably before, like, Facebook was as popular as it is. Yeah,
2: no, but, but the, the computers would uh, prohibit you okay. from going online to right. certain things, right? You couldn't use Facebook. You couldn't use Hotmail on thing. Right. But, ugh, so I would tell you, yeah, my first, uh, like, duration, number of laughs, seconds between laughs, jokes per minute.
0: Because you're getting that in the recording. Yeah, I, yes. I can, I can okay. count.
2: And I got all the punchlines written down. Um, and then I can highlight... Uh, that punchline red didn't get anybody. Yellow, kind of okay. Mm-hmm. This punchline green, great, okay. And then I started uh, second seconds before your first laugh because I always want to get a laugh in the first ten seconds. Then I would do. <laughs> Um, green laugh ratios. <laughs> so if I get 30 laughs out sort of things and 24 of them are green, that's an 80% laugh ratio. Nice, that's pretty good. <laughs> so I would have all these. Ra- I don't do that anymore. That that became so overwhelming. <laughs> it was yeah. way too talking to me. But so I, now I just to have, like, a note or whatever that's, like, good stuff. But set. when
1: we were at Humber, like, you were offering this sort of service. Yeah, people. laugh yeah. graphs. I would do laugh <laughs> graphs just
2: to make some money, yeah. yeah. T- for two bucks, I'll film your set and then and calculate and then you know all these we're... wacky numbers for you and stuff. That's
1: got to be helpful. I mean, it's it like it's the to, money yeah. ball of comedy. Yeah. Well, the thing <laughs> was, <Sabermetrics> like, comedy <laughs>
2: it me, because I was terrified all the time. I, I would come off stage and be like, I don't know if I, I, I could just tell you if that went well or not. Right. Um, and even that I couldn't really. I not But if I would look at the jokes and go, did they, did they like that thing about the porcupine? Oh, I don't know. I, remember, I don't know. Yeah. Like, Damn, mm-hmm. I was just terrified. You know what I mean? And huh, then eventually, yeah. after doing stand up a bunch, I was like, I was able to just go to the paper and being like, check mark, yeah. good. No, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Um, but that took like a long time because I was terrified. But but in the video, sometimes I thought it was really rough, and then I would watch the tape and I'd be like, okay, that wasn't actually as bad. Right. <laughs> So that was kind of helpful.
1: It's also helpful to sort of watch yourself up there. A lot of people don't mm-hmm. don't do that, just to get sort of an understanding of how you're how you look physically, if you look disinterested, yeah, or laughing at your or, own jokes, or, and yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah.
2: Um. So that's how all that started. Now I have a spreadsheet that will also tell you, um, the venue. I have every venue I've done. I, I have it organized by venue, sort of. So the number, so the jokes I did on wow. each show so you can show.
1: tell which jokes are more successful in which venue
2: I can't tell you that well no what I can tell you is like if you invite me <laughs> oh my god the building I'm um, <laughs> If you invite me to do a Humber Night to Host Or whatever right. I can tell you that What I did last time I did it And mm-hmm. just can, not do
0: the same jokes And it. not do the
2: same jokes For the same people You know, yeah. know what I mean exactly. Vance Banzo Goes to your show Like every damn week Or yeah, whatever yeah, Doesn't
1: he, he, perfor- he Well he Whenever he performs Right exactly But He's, he's per- part of so pretty- many Wacky things Yeah like true Lots of improv And even solo Of so many things. different Troops yeah. and
2: stuff Yeah so the Kids funny right? So Vance is gonna be At that show Yeah and, well, there's a million reasons why an audience might not laugh at something. Right. But a huge one in Toronto is the fact that they've already they've seen that it. damn joke. Yeah. yeah. The open micers in this city, like, at yeah. one point... Like, like when we were in school, Chris Roberts was, yeah. was prepping for a showcase. He did that set, like, 200 times, probably.
1: And yeah. I think that's one of the... Fr- I don't know. That's one of the reasons that I don't like stand-up as much, because, like, you have to do this... You have to do it over and over again to get it, like, where it has to be. But also, I... I got tired of doing this I don't like doing this thing Eventually I'd be like I need to do something else But then also Like this isn't Fully complete yet But also mm. I'm tired Of telling it to the <laughs> same people But also You know
2: But you gotta pay attention To who you're pay- who you're telling it to That's a right, thing Right exactly Sam Feldman right. and I once did um, We did three shows In one night And I was the crowd For two of those shows Basically <laughs> right. Two of those shows Were like puny rooms That were dead And he did the same Five minutes at each thing.
3: Each yeah. And
2: at the last night He was like what the hell? Is this not funny? And I'm like, Sam, I'm not going to laugh at this anymore. <laughs> not only did I hear it two hours ago, I heard it four hours yeah. ago. It would be insane if I was like, ha ha, like,
1: still, still fresh. Like,
2: yeah, still going crazy over <laughs> That's it. It's true,
1: though, but a lot of people don't generate as much material as you do and are fine with doing that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's some people in the city who are doing the same jokes now that I heard like two, three, four years ago. Yeah, but I like, am
2: too. I'm just not right, doing okay. them in front, in front of you. Me. Because oh, I know. I yeah. That no, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I did a thing at the Brawl one time. I won one night of the brawl, and uh, Shirley Whalen was like, what, what, "What were those jokes? I've never heard any of those jokes before." And I was like, "Of course you haven't heard those jokes. Before. Why would I do those in front of you? <laughs> yeah, like, I just see you at these open mics or whatever. Yeah. I'm not gonna do those jokes there. Yeah, I got other stuff to work on or whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but that's part of that's kind of creative struggle of like paying attention to, to who you're gonna be yeah seeing. laughs and stuff yeah. and and being smart about like where you do what and." I don't know. Um, where the hell are we in the story? Oh yeah, so in <laughs> I oh this was nuts actually. So in two thousand nine, I'm working as an engineer, and then in March of two thousand nine, I uh, get laid off cause
1: oh, of the because of the recession. Isn't that get, fucking nuts? But at the same, it's great though. At the same, well time. hold on, oh no, because
2: I thought I had like all this time to save up for Humber, right? Okay. And I had, I had saved up for Humber at this point, but like man, had I continued working another six months or whatever there, I would have landed in Toronto in a limo. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, um, but instead I was like, okay, and they were like, you can go back to your desk and like clear out or whatever, take as much time as you need. And I took 92 megs of comedy off. I was like, shit, I did all shit, <laughs> and, you know, shit off. I'd been accepted into Humber. I was like, so elated. This was great. Nice. But, uh. And
1: did you fly down for your audition? Or no, I sent a
2: you? video. Okay, nice. And it's, uh, pretty goofy. I had to let that kid in the program or right whatever. watching that video. Um.
1: I swear, I almost cried in my audition. Oh yeah, it for sure. Like, why what? do you want to do this? Like, I just need <laughs> <to> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do. I used to, because
2: I do the auditions now or whatever. I, I help coordinate those auditions, and a lot of people are like going nuts. <laughs> and like, I would have been a real ball of nerves or something if I had done right. that. Especially since you have to write an essay too on the spot. The essay, I was fine with. Yeah. It was
1: the, like talking to a group of grown men about why. I yeah, why you want to be yeah. there?
2: Oh god, I was like. But the, I put so much work into my video or whatever. I was like, this has got to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember sending it being like, if they don't like that, I don't, I don't know no. what else I have in me, man. That's crazy. <laughs> but I got in and I was like so elated. And then I lost my job. And um, I started working at this Pioneer Village kind of place, Ooh. which was the best, yeah. Um,
1: oh, yeah, I feel like comedians make good historical interpreters. Well, yeah, there was like this place
2: in Calgary called Heritage Park. Um, they have exhibit interpreters, which are guys that are actually like in the exhibits, but they have character interpreters, too. Uh-huh. So when you, you watch the blacksmith, and he's like, oh, yes, I'm here every day. Like, yeah. But then you walk out, and on your way to the bakery, somebody comes up in 1910 garb and is like oh, my father wants me to get married. And then the, <laughs> the father shows up and is like, you're going to marry Mr. Money's Worth. And Mr. Money's Worth is like, Maze. And they, Stephen they, Harper. Yeah, <laughs> basically. He's just doing his best Harper impression. But they have, like, a whole scene, and then they're like, come to the church at noon to see what happens next. And it's like this play. It's like a right. whole thing. And uh, so in 2009, I started doing that. And, uh, and now I like write for those guys oh, or I write a play every year and it's so much fun oh, man. but um, uh, that's like another kind of financial struggle thing that kind of helped in years to come okay. but yeah so I did that until I went to Humber and then Humber was two straight years of loving it yeah. absolutely loving it Um. did you meet
1: the guys for uh, Best of Friends in your first Best of Friends? first year yeah first yeah
2: year. there okay. was a fifth guy named Damien if I you remember, remember Damien, Damien Rudiak yeah. Um Jamie and I live in Rez together Two doors down From each other Um And Rez was the greatest uh, And Jess Fitzpatrick oh Was opening Rez. Rez Or whatever <laughs> Yeah Um And it was so me Kind of like Just being surrounded By buddies and stuff yeah. When I was in engineering I would walk through Rez To get to my grandpa's house okay. And I'd be like Look at this Like every day Is like a Seinfeld episode For these guys <laughs> Everyone's like coming in <laughs> And I was like This is huge This is totally something I would love to do So I was really glad I got to do that Yeah Um Living in uh, in Toronto and just living for no money, like there's one great thing that I learned I'm watching that like uh, Jonathan Larson documentary. Yeah, is the has val like money doesn't actually have any value. M- the things that money can get you have value. Right. That's mm-hmm. actually what you want. Yeah. But if I gave you a briefcase right now that had thirty million dollars in it, but I told you you couldn't spend it. Well, well what's yeah, the point? You'd be no like, money. I don't give a shit. This is just paper. Yeah. yeah at this point. So people, I think that's a that's a weird realization for people because I think people want to get a job that pays a lot of money or whatever, and they want a lot of money, blah blah blah. But you don't actually want a lot of money. No, you you want- just want the things that you can get. Yes. So, and that's a huge thing to ask. What do you really want right now? Right. <laughs> I in engineering one time, my girlfriend and I at the time passed this class, passed this note around the class that said, "What would you rather be doing right now?" Uh-huh. <laughs> and we passed it to everybody, and and one guy out of forty wrote. I want to be here. Yeah. Learning <laughs> I about paid. engineering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I paid to be here. No one else even oh. thought to be there <laughs> at the time, which is like insanity. But a lot, of th- a lot of the things that you really want might not cost a lot of money. Might, right. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. <clears throat> but don't work any harder than you have to at something that you don't want to do. So, like, If you measure what you want, I don't know. I want to survive uh, off doing comedy 16 hours a day. Right. I don't know if I really can do that, so now I measure, like, now I'm doing that, but at the time, you know, like, right after graduating or something, yeah. I was like, what am I going to do, and how much do I do it, and right. I, I want, you know, three meals a day would be great, <laughs> that'd be really cool, uh, and a hot shower, Jesus, I'm sick of living in places with cold showers or whatever, uh-huh. like, I haven't had that in a while, but man, having hot water in the shower, Jesus, that's great, um, contacts, being able to wear contacts and glasses, and, right, uh, like yeah, I don't so know. So you're looking at your like what you need. <laughs> How much does that what really do cost? Me? What you
1: need, your needs versus your nice to haves. Well,
2: yeah, because I could work a job nine to five and get sixty thousand dollars a year, but doing something I didn't want to do. Right. But now that's so that's forty hours or whatever yeah. that yeah. are in the toilet. I got sixty thousand dollars. What am I gonna fucking do with 60000 yeah. dollars? This is way more than I needed, <laughs> right. and I'm exhausted and I can't do any comedy right now. Well, so after Humber, what happened was that I uh, thank God Devin Richardson exists, man. He hooked me up with that job at tour guiding. Yes. So I was a tour guide for four years. Nice. And, um, On the buses. On those double decker buses, man. Um, Wait, in Toronto? Um, oh, yeah, you cool. see those red things? You yeah, see yeah. them here all the time. Yeah, just down here. And this is how I knew I was like, oh, this part of town, man. I remember ah, this. Ah, cool. Yeah, I've been here a million times. Towers. Yeah, for sure. And so I. Uh, yeah. That job was great, and I didn't realize how great it was until... It, it's seasonal, though. That's the only right. problem. So I uh, had to find something new for the winter. So in the wintertime, I got a job doing data entry for a gun silo. <laughs> I didn't realize this at all. And the, Data entry is easy. You slap buttons and whatever. Yeah. And, and man, you could listen to podcasts. Hey, yeah, you yeah. can awesome. listen to music, whatever. Uh, it's a great way to not do anything yeah. as time goes by. But I, um, had, oh yeah, these, uh, in the job interview, the guy's like, so first things first, uh, we're an outdoor wholesaler for like tents and flashlights and stuff. Uh, so you, but the phone, ugh, this is a family business. Everybody helps everybody. Eh? Mm. So you wouldn't be able to listen to music because Aww. if all the phones are going nuts and stuff, if everybody's busy, could you answer if I just take a message or something? It'll happen like once in a while. But you might have to do that. And I was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> sure. And second thing you should know, one of the things, you know, there's like people hunting. with gun. There's like guns at this place. <laughs> is that okay? And I was like, I guess, whatever. It's like, I guess that kind of makes sense, an outdoor wholesaler. Yeah. Then I start doing the job. 95% of the business is guns. <laughs> the phone is going crazy. Where's with, my gun? With fucking gun nuts. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Uh, and they didn't want a fucking data entry. Yeah. They wanted a secretary. Because oh, the phone on. would ring. And they go, Mark, do it. Uh, and I was like, it's not for me. It's yeah. clearly not. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, so I'd answer, hey, North Tilla, how can I help you? Whatever. Uh, and they're like, hey, is Dom there? Uh, and I look over, and Dom is like, no. Oh. And I'm like, no, he's not. Can I take a message? And he's like, well, maybe you could help me out there, Slugger. Oh, Give me a, uh, do you have any inventory of a 99 9 scope niner niner with a bulletproof niner 7? No, I was like, I don't nine-er. know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, so many niners. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it was horrible. And, and they were like... It was a nut house in there, man. They were like, the, la- the reason you got hired so fast was because the last guy who had your job got Martin. shot. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> yeah. And on the other side of this wall, all these Filipino dudes were trying to repair guns and stuff. There was a warehouse with 10,000 guns on the other side of this wall. And you'd hear explosions. And <laughs> oh, my God! You'd be screaming in Tagalog. It was horrifying. <laughs> and it was 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. And I got... Some money or whatever, but I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And yeah. so, after two months of that, I was like, I want a job that kind of gets me in, the, in in some sort of art scene or something. Right. So I started ushering at at St. Lawrence Center for the Arts. Nice, okay. Well, the great thing about that... Is
1: everything's
2: at night. Is that everything's at night. Oh. And, in, and in those days, it was before Van Dad started Sonic. Have you heard of these all-nighter shows, I guess, oh, that start no. at 10 o'clock and oh, go till the bar legally has to close or whatever? Oh. Well, it's great because it's guaranteed stage time. You will oh, get on stage okay. if you're there oh, long okay. enough, okay. which is huge. But when we were at Humber, that didn't exist.
1: Sorry, what show
2: were you talking about? Sonic Skinema Nuts or whatever. Oh, okay. The Central has one too. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's but the first guy to really do one that was like we're putting everybody on and it's gonna go all night, baby. Was this lunatic Vandad? Is it's crazy. Um, and but he gave a lot of stage time. But this was before any of that happened. Right. So when you got out of work at ten p.m., you couldn't get a set right. anywhere. It was too late. Yeah. So. And you're making 30 bucks or whatever. You're only working like a three-hour shift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, as soon as tour guiding started up again in May or March or whatever, I was like, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's do this again. And then I realized tour guiding was such a great job because...
0: It's performance. Well, there's Dang that. It.
2: Yeah, I guess. Well, you're certainly talking to people. Yeah. You're certainly yeah. engaging with people. But it's long hours during the day, so all your all your stuff's good at night yeah it doesn't start at like 7 a.m it starts at 9 so that's doable yeah um so you could do shows until like 2 a.m and survive like you won't be fucked the next day and you have playful uh ability with a schedule of like two days on one day off three days i don't care about weekends and if i really want a weekend i can just book it off you know what i mean but um this way like and you know what it's like as a producer, you get fucking emails all the time. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
1: The holidays don't stop people from Oh no not at all. Yeah.
2: And well and I'm one of them. I message a bunch of people today. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got an email. And from on Labor Day, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got a message <laughs> from me today. So uh but when you're working nine to five Monday to Friday, you get like an email and you're like okay, I'll deal with this on my next day off. Saturday, okay. And then Saturday comes around. First of all, you wake up at like 1 p.m. because you're exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) And this mountain of work that you put Uh, off is like uh, unsurmountable. You'll never conquer it all. When you have two days on, one day off, three days on, two days off, you can kind of make little hillocks that you can conquer (laughs) Mm -hmm. as opposed to one day. I hate the idea of working five straight days or whatever. And God, yeah. that feeling of waking up and just going to the computer, putting in the headphones, listening to your podcast, yeah. <laughs> is the best. Oh my god! So that was like a creative struggle Sometimes
1: too. Sometimes it's nice when you have the job that's not the nine to five job that's not so demanding that you can accomplish some of your own stuff.
2: Right? Totally. Job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! So that was
1: I'm not talking about my job. Right yeah. <laughs> <now>. <laughs>
2: Shh, well, another great thing about the, the about the tour bus is that you could work. Like you could potentially, if you were downstairs. And the other person was giving the tour, oh, right. you have to let people on and off the bus right. and be safe or whatever, and maybe you you have to do deal with tickets and stuff, right, but there might be big old stretches where you don't you're have not. anything to do, really. You're just sitting down there, and I would write
3: sketch <laughs> after oh, this nice. is, this is a
2: creative struggle thing that I, we're talking about, yeah, um, and you're talking about working hard or whatever. there's no minute of any day that you shouldn't be working, right. What the hell are you doing? yeah, yeah. like when I was in engineering i would I would be working. And then from... Well, I would take pretty extended lunches. <laughs> like, at 12, 12 15 to 1 o'clock was my lunch hour. Right. <laughs> or lunch half hour. And I would go into the alley and, and practice my set. Like, right. I would... Or, or go to the washroom. At, at like, 10.30 a.m. every day, I'd go to the washroom and then do my set. And if somebody came in, I would, like, drop drow and, like... <laughs> 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 yeah. But there's... But What's the deal Squeeze <laughs> it all in, man. I don't care how fucking tired you are. We're all yeah, tired or whatever. Exactly. And, um... What do you do on the train? I guess you right. don't really take the train I don't often. Take the train. Yeah. Do you take the train? I, that's uh, why you live Reading, you. reading. Yeah. Come on,
1: man. You you yeah, You're right. You gotta do your research though. Ugh. You gotta get your. You gotta get your. Oh, reading
2: for research. Right. I said, yeah. yeah. I thought you just been like killing time. Oh you, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. It's... Right, right. But how many people just fucking listen to music exactly, or just look yeah. at things? What are you yeah. doing, man? Get the notepad out yeah. and pump. Every sketch I've written in the last two years has been written on something oh, moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or the back of that double-decker bus. Man, I wrote so much stuff. Yeah. Um and, and there's always tweets or something that you can be working sure, on. Yeah. Always something. I hate just taking. I'm way too restless. I got that from my for dad. For sure, yeah.
1: that's why uh, today was a day off, and I was like, "Let's do something right now!" <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And you get yeah immediately. I'm like, "I'm there!" Yeah, like I am. This way is too the
0: restless. quickest turnaround time for our yeah, podcast. Yeah. Like, we're
1: doing it. Okay. I was like, "Come over now, Mark. Like, You're there. there." Yeah, yeah.
2: That's do it. Is. Which is great. No, thank you. Uh, so that I, I tour guided for a while, and then it got to the point where, because it's a seasonal job, right? But it got to the point where I was making enough in tips. Nice. And in in the wintertime, they do have tours, but it's just way less shifts, right? Because it's like a single-decker bus, and it's only a six-hour day instead of a ten-hour day or that whatever. So, your so the money's like not as good. But it got to the point where I was able to live off of that version of doing tour guiding, nice. and coast with like weird, occasional corporate stand-up gigs or right. something uh-huh. or whatever the hell, um, because I was able to measure out. It cost me thirteen hundred dollars a month to stay alive.
3: There you go and, I'm, and,
2: and to stay alive I mean like Stay alive happily Right Like I go to Hot su- showers go, Yeah food. hot showers Sushi every now and then Oh
0: right. yeah I'm a
2: huge it. sushi <laughs> fan Yeah nice.
0: Hot showers and cold fish <laughs> Yeah Beauty
2: That's gonna be the name Of my book <laughs> Um, So when I was able To calculate that To actually really Measure that out I was able to like Oh wow I don't have to get A nine to five Or whatever That will block out right. Or or like a Waitering job Or something sure. Yeah I, I can continue doing this, and then...
1: survive off yeah. of this, yeah.
2: And then I started doing, like, stuff at Humber, and, like...
1: Yeah, Humber, like... Humber take is, care is of
2: super helpful. They, like
1: if you... Yeah. If you listen enough, and you help out enough, then they will take good care of you. You know what I mean? They try their best. There's obviously yeah.
2: tons of crap... For sure. ...going on. There's people all over the place and stuff, but... Some of the opportunities I've gotten through Humber have been hilarious. Well, and then this kind of just happened recently november 2014 um every every new winter that comes around for the tour guiding season they go well who's sticking around for the winter because everybody's like in school or something so a lot of people leave so who's sticking around and usually i was like yes please me i need all the shifts i can um but it got to in 20 at the end of 2014 i was like you know what um i can survive for the winter so i won't steal shifts from anybody you guys go ahead and take shifts And I'll come back in, like, March. I'm definitely going to need the drop again (laughs) in March. And I got from that the craziest, iciest email that was like, well, your last check is coming in the mail. Please return your uniform. What? And I was like, what? What the hell? This is from, like, my super boss. Yeah. And I have, like, a supervisor underneath them. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? What? Did I just get fired? What are you doing? I've been here four years at that, by the way. Yeah. So um and the supervisor was like i don't know what that's all about don't worry like the the person under her don't yeah. worry uh yeah we'll see you in march and i was like are you sure like i definitely because if i just got fired i have to start looking for a job now like right. i don't want to fucking party all winter <laughs> and yeah. then be completely out of money <laughs> and um she was like no no yeah, yeah don't worry you're fine in march huh. and so i was like okay i partied all winter I got I got so fortunate to be part of this Fringe show called Hey Nineties Kids yeah. You're Old
1: with Alan B. with Alan B. Yeah, yeah, you know
2: Alan B. We went to New York and Winnipeg and Chicago Ooh, and, yeah. and we just did Edmonton this year and it was the best. So we did so that whole winter I was like, we party. I was like in New York <laughs> and I was having a great time. And then March comes around and I email and nobody gets back to me. Oh shit. And then April comes around still no one's getting back to me. I'm like, what the hell is this? May I miraculously get a hold of somebody else who's like. Oh yeah, that that person's gone. Um, there's like some new manager now who got who's from Ottawa who ran a restaurant in Ottawa, so huh. she's now the manager of a tour company. I was like, what a yeah, lateral move that yeah. is, brother. Like. <laughs> and so I miraculously get a hold of her, and she's like, "Oh well, no, just because you worked here before doesn't mean you can work here now." Um, So, well, we just did, like, a first round of interviews. I guess I can maybe squeeze you in on Saturday. Uh, And I was like, yeah, 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 I'm seeing you (laughs) Saturday. So I come in, and she goes, "Um, can you bring in a resume? What the fuck? I've been here four, and I had to re-interview for a job I had had for four years. I was like, what are you talking about? This resume. Yeah, okay. Previous work experience. Here. This, uh, yeah. Here yeah. Uh, references. Your boss. Just yeah. look at her. She's right there. Just turn around. I was like, what the fuck is going on in this place? And I didn't get hired. Isn't what that a, insanity? Oh, man. And, I, and so I was like, oh, okay. Well, over, over the winter, I had made more than I thought I would. So okay. my girlfriend was like, you know what you should do? You should get a seasonal job in the winter time and then be free all summer because yeah. your agent wants you to be free for, for, yeah. for more things film Marshall's and stuff, stuff. So. Yeah, like exactly. that. So, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I really, really wanted... You have
0: really smart girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> over the years.
2: Over, or Like, I really wanted to know that my last tour was gonna be my last tour. You know what I mean? Of yeah. tour guiding. Oh. I want, and I wanted tour guiding to be yeah, my last... Fuck okay. <laughs> yeah, I wanted it to be my last non comedy job so that I can fucking drop the mic and be like, I'm out of here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the video of Matt O'Brien quitting his uh, job uh, at the Apple Store or whatever? No, He's like, easy. Yeah, <laughs> He's out of there. it's the best. And I really kind of wanted a moment like that, but I don't remember what my last tour was now because right. it was just another day. I didn't right. think it was going to be my last day. So that sucks. <laughs> I was, um, um, but the, so in the. Eventually, I got a job at a daycare center playing drums. (laughs) <laughs> this is the best, and then I got a job teaching improv at a community center down this nice. town, pretty close to where you live here. That's
1: for like elderly people. Yeah, for seniors. Did I tell you and about this s- job? Andrew sent me a thing about it. But right. I couldn't do it because it
2: was like during the day. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. And <laughs> and then with that and this and like all this other kind of stuff, since uh, since November of 2014, not a minute has gone by where I ha- where I did something I didn't want to do. Nice. Isn't that crazy? That's so amazing. there's no struggle at all anymore. That's. Yay. And I think that's my life story. I, I had um, a thing about I
1: wanted to talk about romance
2: well, no, I, I kind of covered everything I want to talk a little about that, just about how insane that is of the, the struggle of like, Of just saying to somebody like something is more important, important than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. comedy's number one, and was how it like did it, on earth?
1: Dan and I had a conversation at a, uh, it was my uh, bridal shower, <laughs> which is a yeah bad place for that to happen. Uh, but like, the question was written out. Somebody was like, "What is the one thing you would not give up for the like, even if." You know what I mean? For right. the sake of the other person or whatever, that you would not be willing to give okay.
0: up. Dan was, like, both kidneys.
1: Nope. Okay. I said comedy, he said weed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. we got priorities.
2: But it's not. It's a lot of open micers, like, have jokes about it because you see it all the time. People dating and then they, their girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever realize i like, <laughs> well,
1: that's like, oh. You're not or, like, into this at all. Or even when I, like, it's hard to get people out to stuff and you're like, well, why? What are you doing right now? It's like, oh, I, I gotta do something with my girlfriend's family or whatever. And it's like, no. What? No, we have to rehearse. This is a thing that, you're, you know, whatever. I, I know.
2: understand yeah. that. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. But if but that's, like, a plan with a family, come on. <laughs> but, i do not
1: do this every week. Right.
2: <laughs> but if it's, like, a restriction of. Of, like, I'm not going to be doing this in ten years because I'm going right. to move back to my small town and get, and have a house and family, you know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. And then you're like, uh-oh, hold on, why are we working together? You're like, because yeah. that's not going to pan good, out yeah. well. Yeah. Like, why are you here, then? That's a good point. Well, but especially in a thing like sketch or improv, if you have, like, a troop dependency, where you're right. like, uh-oh, like, my career's doomed if you role? fail.
1: Oh,
2: yeah, that's a good point. Or not, not necessarily my career, but that, uh, a ton of work and a lot of yeah. credits or whatever, like... For um. Sure. So I get, I kind of get freaked out by that. But but I'm dating a girl now who's an author, and you're an author too, aren't you? Are yeah, so, you <laughs> working on it or something? Yeah, working on right, it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, if my, if my girlfriend was at gunpoint and had to choose between me or writing, <laughs> I'd be livid if she picked me. I'd be like, are you <laughs> oh, out of your yeah. fucking mind? Yeah. <laughs> and she would be the same way with yeah. comedy or whatever. Like, we both understand. And that's not a bad thing.
1: No, that's it sort of should be what it's about well like, but how hard that is that though man yeah but if that one thing for you is like family and kids then you yeah. should have had that conversation, you know, conversation. yeah you should have that like, right. conversation early on like right? immediately yeah
2: well yeah it goes back to like what if, literally do you want or whatever yeah. i remember my mom uh teaches at the university of calgary teaches french this is a perfect job for her because it enables her, first of all, to speak French right. in Calgary where nobody speaks French. very rare, yeah. It <laughs> enables her to have enough money to have a house and, uh, and to, you know, once a week she can go out to get pizza and, man, even while we're here, hey, let's get a half bottle of wine or, hey, this is going to be great. But And so she has the freedom to do this kind of stuff. She uh, is in touch with, like, the youth, I guess. Which is kind of important. Because when otherwise... That's a good factor for when you're getting older. Yeah, because otherwise all your friends are dead. Like, you know what I mean? Or dying. Yeah. Um... By but what you
0: mean, married and in a stable relationship with kids, and, yeah.
1: or some, or
2: yeah. no, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> well, but my mom's like seventy, so like, oh, okay, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. otherwise, who who would she be hanging out with if she wasn't at the university every day? Right, She'd be hanging out with my dad. Oh, yikes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but but my mom, she has to go to these meetings, and sometimes uh, the meetings are brutal. Yeah. But think about it, man. You can't complain about anything because you got to sit through and i'm not talking about my mom specifically i'm talking about everybody my mom always okay, sits through an hour-long meeting and as a result gets to do yeah, all these freedoms
1: all the things that she wants.
2: but yeah. but and i've met people where like the meeting or whatever that problem with your job is is so big that you should quit that job or something you know yeah. what i mean like so like wh- i to wake
1: up at four in the morning every day to commute to work yeah but i got what? kids uh, yeah you have to feed
0: got Yeah, I got to do that so I'm at home helping my kids with their homework. Right. That's to low. get
2: back or whatever
0: on time, you mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Uh, but the purpose of my job is I can sit and I listen to eight hours of podcasts. All day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Well, it's great. Like, I should be a podcaster. <laughs> oh, that's a oh, idea. Idea. oh, hey.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that thing about, like, you got to just know why you're doing what you're sure. doing. Mm-hmm. And in engineering, when I was like, what the fuck is going on, I would go oh yeah Humber or whatever and then load yeah, up the yeah. Humber page or something right. and be like,
1: like ee. Ee. do it for her on Yeah, yeah it yeah, totally sure. is that it's 100% that uh, I,
2: when i was in engineering um there i would i knew one of those the janitors this poor guy came from singapore and he was like cleaning my vomit at, like oh. th- on the thursday nights on a at like 2am <laughs> he worked at, like the graveyard shift or whatever right. and i was like what the ha- what's this and he's like well I have a kid now, and I was able to move to Canada, where right. my kid's gonna have a great life. Yeah. And all I gotta do is clean up your barf, and my kid gets to have this great life. Oh, man, that's yeah. pretty good. That's yeah, a, a pretty of sweet deal.
1: Yeah, make a lot of sacrifices for their, for their kids. Well, but it is. And you're, what like, you're, you're right, want. right dude. It I got, got part of heart heart just for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it,
2: but it is. Yeah, literally what you want. But if you want to have kids, that's great. But yeah. just do that, and don't like. I don't know. Don't be ashamed of wanting to have kids or something. Just right. do and, and admit it. Or yeah. just sound, know, just know why your you're doing kids. what you're doing. Yeah.
0: yeah, that would be beneficial for everybody involved yeah. in right. society. Well, but a lot of people have kids because they feel they should,
2: yeah. and they don't yeah. even want to have kids.
1: Yeah, a lot of people That's have rough. kids be- accidentally. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
2: yeah. the situation is like, but but uh, yeah, you want to keep your kid alive yeah. <laughs> or something. Sure. Exactly. You probably yeah. do at that point. I, one time, when I was on my way to to uh, tour guiding. Uh, I used to live at Sherborne and Dundas, where it's like kind of a rough area, and uh, uh, this wh- homeless guy, Frankie, I, I, I knew this dude, and well, I, I was underslept, I was kind of grumpy, I got to go to tour guide, I am going to get yelled at, and I have deadlines, <laughs> and, blah, blah, blah. and I look over and Frankie is asleep in the sun, on the grass, <laughs> not a care in the world by the looks of it or something, right? But I'm like, man, what a great situation this guy's got right now. And then I think harder and I'm like, well no uh, however yeah. if it rains he's fucked. Yeah. I have no idea what happens in the winter time. Yeah. Like I could quit my job and be like Frankie and, and not have to worry about these deadlines. But all I gotta do is is deal with a deadline and I get a roof. That's pretty sweet. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it's about prioritizing or, or
2: well, just yeah, knowing why you're doing what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Because the number of engineers I know that don't really know why they're doing it. i are just doing it. I don't know. <laughs> it's a job. But, yeah. of you know, money. Know. Yeah. There. My parents thought I
0: should do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think? I don't yeah. Know. You oh, have job, you ever had a look at up the things that you love? Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. yeah that's awesome. Right. Then you don't work a day in your
2: life.
1: That's
2: right. <laughs> well, yeah. Or <laughs> well, you certainly like obviously go ahead and complain, but, but you really story. shouldn't
0: yeah. be like. I, because oh, you could quit your job. Like, you, did, you can't. Did you send me that thing about complaining?
1: Oh yeah, about how complaining is be- like it it
0: programs your brain to be a negative douchefuck.
1: Yes. That's the weird. more you complain the 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 more psychological problems you end up having the more you put yourself into like a terrible and state you're of you're like, like a stress ball and, you, and, you, yeah, and stuff like that. Worse, you you know, you're you're toxic to other people around hmm. you, you mm-hmm. anyway, so just It's a
0: spiral of, of crap and since reading that I'm just like
1: Stop complaining. Yeah. Well, no, not
0: stop <laughs> complaining, but it gave you something to do. If you notice yourself complaining, go to uh, give yourself the attitude of gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> just focus on, like, do your list of things that are going good and stuff you like. It's
1: true. Like, a lot of people spend a lot of their energy complaining about stuff. So if you could just re-shift that energy into something that's productive instead of destructive. Yeah, like then you have all that energy
0: to produce uh, yeah. uh, something.
1: The only thing is you have to be aware of it first, right? Yeah. Some people aren't aware of how much they're complaining. Tricky.
2: Yes. That's my life story, basically. I just gave you my whole career. And we're done. And uh, tune then, in next oh, week. For that. <laughs> and, well, uh, I love talking about comedy, as <laughs> you could tell. I I can talk about this shit forever.
0: Well, our questions normally are guiding the person through, like oh,
2: their life. Yeah, us. yeah. So yeah. you've basically done our job for us. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um.
1: You brought it up about the sketch troupe, about like how they better be as committed as you are.
2: Well, yeah, and I totally can worry about that. and uh, all the time and yeah. i and well, i true, kind me. of freak out that best friends will blow up any minute or whatever but like and trying to think of what i would do if that did happen right. or like,
1: would you be able to put together another troop or, that <clears> or
2: would of, i even do that or like would i join
0: i don't know yeah, yeah. I, how long do troops stay together well we've done like we've done people, six
2: years yeah which is amazing that's a long which time pretty right? unreal.
1: yeah and and it's it's great you know like you guys have a great dynamic uh, and you, you can tell that you work well together And that even just like your style Is very interesting and unique And then I've, uh, like, I've kind of like, been like All this time being like man My, like, my kingdom for the kind of group that's as Dedicated and, and good at working together Is like Vesta friends Whereas for me it was very difficult to find The kind of people who are like Who's your troop mom for example <laughs> have you ever been like in a troop that, or is everybody huh? super willing to no, no 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 no. Or is there one person i'm who mom you? and Dad. Your mom i'm and Dad. everything yeah <laughs> 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 well
2: like what i am in that troop is that i kind of i'm like an initiator i don't know i was talking you know what's a troop that i admire in the sense of everybody willing is Odad dumb right Odad dumb is, is a you know troops are a business yeah you know what i mean like it's yeah. your brand and your marketability and mm. everybody should be Vest Friends, the other dudes in it, are, like, so damn good. Basically, when I was at Humber, and Scott Thompson talks about this, too, he was just like, I just picked the funniest people. Yeah, <laughs> the funniest person in the world. Yeah, room I found kind of that. Yeah. And that's exactly kind of what, what Humber was or whatever. That's what Vest Friends is, is that those people are hilarious. Right. Like, yeah, producing or initiating or collaborating yeah. and all this other stuff that makes a sketch of comedian. Man, it's like...
1: <laughs> so, like, for years, it's I've been trying to, to get that... Like going, and so we had a troop in Humber that fell apart very quickly. <laughs> yeah, uh, happens then, all the time. Yeah, remember, yeah, and another troop, and like, yeah, so I've been trying to get it to go. So now it's the first, you know, first time that I've had something that it's been it's like working, right?
2: <laughs> Alan B is another guy. Talk to him about that, that kind of works thing. It too, man. He works like crazy, and the number of troops, improv troops, he's been a part of oh, yeah. in the yeah. last improv, 10 years.
1: And improv troops come and go like
2: it's insanity, easy, yeah, you know what I mean? because yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, but it's like a work ethic thing and a focus thing and a brand thing. like a lot like, of people
1: are like, oh, I don't need to be coach. Where it's like, well, in improv, you have to be coach. You know what I mean? Well, in like, an improv, you something. coach each yeah, other, obviously.
2: Exactly. But, like, how uh, many jams and scenes have you done where you walk off stage and everybody goes, great job, guys. And you're like, well, why wasn't there any laughs? Or why did I feel like shit in that scene? Yeah. Like, <laughs> because I, bl- like, nobody thinks about why a scene tanked. Right. It, it, particularly in an improv. it hasn't
1: happened to be in improv at all.
2: That's what I liked working with Mike Kellett and Chapstick Because afterwards we are like I think I blocked you there man Or something And he was like I thought it, yeah. you were going to go in this direction I'm like oh okay next time Or we, we, we actually like analyze that's Which I've much never much. done in any yeah. other improv scene In the yeah. last seven years of living in this well, town um, So like in most Well you gotta improve You, you improve. gotta right. learn we'll <laughs> Yeah uh, oh, In most sorry, no. In most Like
1: in Second <laughs> City for example Like they have They'll put you in a, a team And they'll give you a, They'll assign you a coach because there's there's a lot to be said about uh being in a troop and having the other people in your troop tell you what you've done wrong in the mm-hmm. troop which is kind of like there are a lot of egos you're dealing with as well so you don't want to hear somebody who you're yeah. at the same level with being like oh well you did this wrong because then you're like oh fuck you, you yeah who are well, you but then?
2: why would you why would you even have that attitude what do you mean fuck Some you like <laughs> <people see the laughs> yeah I mean, well there's a yeah, the problem exactly. not you yeah. specifically right? but like <laughs> that's insane i tell
1: my improv colleagues to fuck themselves but it, it's like uh it's helpful sometimes to have like an outside well an outside point, who's not, yeah. yeah who's not in there like trying to do the whole process at the same time to be like well you know like you could have done this uh you know and maybe if you didn't do this at this point it would have been opened up to anyway but it is like such a complicated process for something that's made up on, this on spot. the spot yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> well but it's fucking takes training you know Absolutely, what i mean like yeah. look at the people, like. Um, Oldridge and Pat Kelly, and and like that team. Think of how many.
1: This is is that. Yeah, this is that guy. Yeah, all right. Yeah. (laughs) And what a good morning world or whatever they have. Oh
2: my God. Have you seen those guys do speak in one voice? No. It's insane. It's it's as fast as I'm talking now.
1: That's amazing. They're
2: so in sync with each other. It's so crazy. And it took. 10 years or 15 years or whatever <laughs> what,
1: what's your favorite do you have a favorite improv team or something you know, or? like sketch comedy uh, sketch uh, stand-up or that's uh, a great question or improv do you
2: um if i could do something every day for the rest of my life yeah I, it would be sketch okay um because the collaboration and the and just having people like so if like, i did the fringe circuit right like peter and chris have a great chris, life yeah <laughs> oh, i know yeah, yeah. They have a terrific they, like, life, so but they worked so they hard, hard work. on it, you and know what I mean? they're so skilled that, like, they yeah.
1: learn all the skills yeah. to make it theatrical as well as... Um, right, it's so yeah.
2: perfectly marketable yeah. for Fringe. Mm-hmm. Um, but they hustle like crazy, you That's know what I mean? Correct. Like, and they totally deserve the recognition they got. Um,
1: so it's like SNL, you're like, the dream?
2: Uh, not necessarily because of how... The politics of it, sort of. I don't know. Like, yeah. no, like, like Peter and Chris is the dream, to be Peter honest. Chris is With friend. friends. that would be great. Nice. That yeah. would be so much fun to do what? that. How
1: come you guys don't do more fringy stuff then? You
2: tell me, lady. Uh, it's, it's, an <laughs> okay. it's an effort thing. It's not right. Evans in school right now. Right. Um, yeah. Reed wants to move to LA. Morgan's yeah. in the Philippines. <laughs> if I that's drop right. yeah. six hundred dollars to a do a fringe, fringe. And, there. and and that's another thing. Who's flyering? Is it just me? Am yeah, I gonna? Because exactly. so far, I'm the guy who's booked everything. Produced everything, printed the posters, yeah. made everything, like and so, hustled well, to invite people out to shows face to face.
1: Only does one woman shows now,
2: right? Because you can't trust people exactly. potentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard
1: to rely on other people. Yeah, it's easier to do it yourself.
2: And you see it in French festivals. When you yeah. go to the French, you're like, man, look at that, pr-. like Gangles you know, James Gengles yeah, yeah, yeah. one man show or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah. great seeing him out all the time, yeah, like flyering awesome. like yeah, crazy. Yeah. 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 Because you don't have any other people to depend on,
3: no, but
2: you're good. by yourself. You know what I mean. So yes. stand up, I love too, because it's it's an idea. If an idea gets rejected by Vesta friends, like it's it's just me and my idea, or whatever. Yeah. I can still do it. Where, but. But it's doing more that every day it's way more yeah. lonely <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah although there
1: is still the community like there's still like yeah. other yeah comics but they'd still like slice your throat if there was like a pancake in you, you well know, not right? necessarily <laughs> it's more but, it's very competitive though is what well it's, that too yeah. Yeah. yeah but
2: but sketch is competitive like it's That's all true. it's all competitive yeah
1: but i find there's so much less sketch even now than there was like a couple years ago
0: I think yeah I would probably Is agree there more with that. on like YouTube and stuff like that or uh, I guess a lot of people are funny or die kind of stuff a lot or of
1: people... people are filming their content well yeah. I feel
0: yeah I feel on there's more sketch to
2: watch but in Toronto the Toronto sketch comedy scene I feel has gotten it's a, like, little it's a little quieter yeah. there was a time uh yeah was it two years ago when it was like pretty crazy corn harvest did you ever do corn harvest
1: I
3: That's remember the, the corn I did
1: yeah. the corn harvest when corn
2: harvest that. was going on that era was yeah, good for sketch
1: yeah joke like, box as well. yeah oh, there joke was kicking a lot of people who Encouraging now, I feel like ODAT oh, are the only that's the only show that really encourages like only sketch comedy,
2: like on, on their the show dad? or whatever. Yeah, well, the vest show in town when it comes back, we'll that's try. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll try. But like at one point in time, Vesta Friends was doing like five shows a month, yeah, which is bonkers for a sketch trip. I guess I think. Helps.
1: Yeah, and Humber, yeah, in helps Humber we them would them
2: do after school yeah. sketch and Humber Night, yeah. Um, well, but, hun- but five nights, five shows a month is pretty nuts because I remember we did Montreal Sketch Fest and some troop from New York was up and we told them that and they were like get the hell out of here really? the and they're from new york like, wow you think that was like really yeah. yeah but
1: i guess yeah how did it work for kith they had a, they had the Rivoli every week and they it was just their like sketch new, they wrote new sketches every
2: week yeah and yeah. then and then improvised the second really hour great. yeah, yeah so they put together a pretty bonkers show yeah. Yeah. but and and that first hour was like a, it was literally like an hour of sketch every single week yeah. and they all had day jobs yeah, like that's bonkers no, because you're talking about Committing right. and stuff. I guess it's like, it's kind of, we've got
1: Sunday Night Live; they do that as well. Yeah, but you're
2: pumping out two sketches a week that's a good versus, versus five like, <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's true because they have a huge
1: cast as well. Sunday right, Night Sunday Night
2: Live rules. Though. Like I do, you have to write yeah, writing two sketches a week is pretty intense for me right now. Yeah, I write one sketch a week for <laughs> Vesta Friends, and I do, and it'll probably never see the light of day. See, that's another thing is like if I if I'm in a troop and I send you, you're talking about quality of. Commitment and stuff, right. I write a sketch every single week, but nobody reads it. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because they've got their day jobs or whatever. I don't know, they just... It's, true, yeah. it's, it's just get, frustrating.
1: It's hard to get your stuff And man, done and
2: if ready. only they did, you know what I mean? Like, getting that much... Import- of like, the funniest people I know. I think their opinion is so huge.
1: That's good. Uh, it's good that you guys respect each other so much. Well, I don't know reason. if they do, but I love Uh-oh. them. Yeah. <laughs> I love them.
2: <laughs> but it is frustrating being like, again, that thing of how... Is it going to implode in two well, years? Well,
1: that's kind of a struggle. Oh, it's for sure. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, yeah. the, the not knowing. Right. right. But I guess that's... And I don't want to quit, best of friends. Guys, like, I don't yeah. want to
2: quit and start a new troop or something no, exactly. like that. Because who would I do that with? I don't right, I don't exactly. want to work with people as much as I want to work with those three guys. They're exactly. so funny. You guys have
1: such a great rapport. Like, right. And so, people seem to like it. And I'm yeah. like,
2: why would we split this up? Would, uh, just, just read my it's fucking like sketch. A <laughs> <laughs> if you
1: guys are listening. No, yeah. that's <laughs> <laughs> no, great. But they've, uh,
2: they've gotten earloads out of me for. I was like, man, this troop could be so. Can you imagine if everybody's
1: working well, on this? like, yeah, because like. four yeah. times
2: funnier than it is.
1: Like, well, the <laughs> Imponderables ended up going in just for laughs. Have like,
2: you guys done just for laughs? No, we've never done think really? we, we showcased for just for laughs in like 2012. Cool. Or not actually, even earlier than that, probably. 2011. When we had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. Why are we. And why why, why are they now seeing now? us? Yeah, they, yeah, and then. But, uh,. There's also in you know things like that and um things like SiriusXM yes. d- recording an album or yeah. something. We could do that. Example, yeah. Ben Miners suggested it to me a bunch of times and like yeah. I just I kind of I'm tentative to initiate projects because there's a lot of money and a lot of work and and I don't know if the other three dudes would want to do it. The
3: That's full it, full exactly full them isn't right Yeah, now. <laughs> exactly. Us, yeah. That's why
2: I haven't even started started a fringe tour or whatever. Right. Sitting down and writing an hour long show. Is, a, is an idea. An idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'd love to do tours and stuff with them. We we've done obviously Montreal a bunch, and we've done yeah. we did this show in Ohio a couple of times. Nice. And it was so fun. I, I and we've done we did a tour in twenty twelve, but again I booked the entire tour. Right. You're the true mom. Okay. <laughs> okay yeah. You I you and
1: you gave me a face, but it's you. You're the true mom. Well. Oh yeah. No, the true no no dad. And, and the dad, the true dad, 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 I guess. Yeah. I don't know if he does. Usually it's just a single family kind of operation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm always interested to see that because like I have been the troop mom a lot mm-hmm. and get you know like because I'm the person who wants to do the thing
2: yeah, the most maybe yeah. or, something.
1: Or, or like other people like doing stuff but they don't realize maybe how much work goes into it like. Like God forbid, I ask somebody
2: else to put on, like, put together a Facebook page for a yep. project. You know what I mean? So now we're gonna. Help. Sorry, I'm not doing it. That's <laughs> Why don't you uh... just get on Facebook? Nick? Oh, I hate Are it you so not much. on Facebook? Is that
1: I
0: am on Facebook, but I use it just to keep my mom in the loop.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. But you tweet a lot. Yeah,
0: and my, I shove all my tweets over to Facebook automatically. <laughs> and whenever I go a little blue, I was like, oh, I better delete it from Facebook. Right. That's about it.
2: Can I ask you how do you organize your calendar? I've I've been having a lot of conversations with people about this or I, I'll, I'll give you mine okay. or whatever yeah yeah. so if i have a blank month yeah the first thing i do is put, pepper in as much sketch as i can oh because it's tough to book sketch you know right. what i mean then yeah. I, every two weeks i want to do some improv whether it's just go to improv and do a class or whatever or okay, like cool. or like a workshop thing whatever um then it's like all paid stand-up nice. places like even like vapor central will give you like 10 bucks to oh. do something <laughs> yeah on stoner sundays or whatever so yeah. So, but that is a paid thing, so I try to pepper in that. Oh, it's great. And never been to a vapor lounge, Nick? We should take you. Yeah,
1: aren't you? Sometimes people
2: Uh, are listening
1: more than they're laughing. Right. No, they're having a great time.
2: Um, and then like paid beer spots (laughs) sometimes, Ah, because that's still a pay or food or something like that. And then like when you have a calendar like that, I think I try to like fill in the cracks as much as I can. And then once a week is Lady Night, (laughs) it's your girlfriend night.
1: Uh, mine is like, um, uh, it's like team commitments. So first of all, there's like the 9 to 5 job, which obviously yeah, kills everything.
2: Yeah, that's a big block. That's
1: But that's all, it's in the day, so it doesn't really matter. Like the only thing that I end up missing out on having a 9 to 5 is like going up to the bar after a show. You know what I mean? Right. Which is, for the most part, okay, because I already know a lot of the people that I feel like I need to know. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: But what time do you have to wake up if you
1: work right there? Exactly. Like Eight? Eight. Yeah.
2: So if you get to bed at I know. 2 a.m., you're That's still, still okay. That sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> That's
1: poor basketball. Oh, God. He was up at 5. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, yes, so, but then right. I, like, I've, I've got two monthly shows that I do, so Right. Those go in there. Um, and then usually it's like team things. Right now I'm on a team at Second City or a class thing, for example. Right. I used it for this past year. I was in the long-form program at... At Second City, so it was, like, every week, plus the amount of shows that you had to do associated yeah. with that class. Now that class is turned into, a, my on a long-form team, like, a house team at Second City, so it's, like, we have a practice every week, and, you know, insert the different shows.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I guess all the, once all the, like, mandatory commitments are there, then I start looking for other, like, where is there free time? Where Yeah, stage
2: time where you can just hop on or whatever, yeah, exactly. jams Whereas and the, stuff.
1: Yeah, improv jams where there, but most of the time, it's, like, or I've been asked to do a show, or I've been asked to whatever, or, and lately, and it depends on if there's, like, a big thing going on, like, this year, or right now, this month, has been like, Boston. We're preparing for Boston. So, pretty much all the free time I have in the evenings has been, like, prepping for Boston, either by, you know, fixing up our sketches, or, you know, like, promoting the show, or, uh, yeah, usually just getting together and talking about what we're gonna be doing, Mm -hmm. rehearsing the show, and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then, Improv, And just wherever I could go do improv. Right, but for the most part, I'm like, I'll have stuff booked. Oh, did you want to do this show? Okay, yeah, I'm on that show. Do you want to? Yeah, do this? it's great. Okay, put, it's yeah, the best. Fine. <laughs> Whether they pay or not, for me, it doesn't matter because I've got the nine to five. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's um, if they do pay, it's better. Yeah, but it's not gonna make or break me.
2: But getting even like a beer at a show oh, has, yeah. like has saved me sometimes. Just because I'm, I'm trying to think of the last time I purchased a beer. Right. <laughs> Because if three nights of the week I'm doing shows that give you, like, some... Like, man, the office pub is so great that they, they buy, like, pictures and they're just in the back. And they're like, help yourself Perfect. for comics week. or whatever. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, man. It, that's huge. Yeah. What a great thing. For sure. And then and then I don't have to buy beer the rest of the week or whatever. I got super drunk on Mondays. i like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's, man, yeah. that's huge.
1: When even, like, booze isn't a huge priority. I know. Life, <laughs> yeah. But there I'm used, to, there used to be
2: a food one at the Madison. If you headlined it, you could do 20 minutes and you got two free beers and a meal. Nice. And I was like, "That's a priority. Like, I'm gonna try to do this show as much as I can. I got to do it like once every six weeks."
1: That's so they have a deal, I guess, with the restaurant then being Something, like this. Yeah, it yeah. was the best. I love it. Sometimes as a producer, it's like, "Look, guys, I can't pay you until I know for sure that I'm gonna have enough money coming in to pay the to, actual venue. Yeah, yeah, to break even on the door. Yeah. yeah. How do
3: you
2: do that? Because I do percentages or whatever, like dropping in me twenty. The guys get twenty percent of the profits. That's good. And we and we tech our own show, so the, the profits are pretty.
1: Well, right now the only right? like guess who's coming to improv the, the guest of the guest gets mm-hmm. like twenty five bucks or whatever to do the show. Yeah, that's their. So wait, you just
2: you have like a number? Yeah, for that them, you promise. So the guest is
1: like twenty five bucks and a, and a beer or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or okay. That's huge. If they beer, then I'll give
2: them like Tim <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or, or something. Maybe.
1: Uh, then what if I'll every, every guest I've had at What If I've offered them more recently Since I've been making enough money to pay the door I've mm-hmm. been offering them like money and they haven't been taking it Really? They're like no, no thank you So what I do is I'll keep whatever profit there For when we want to apply For festivals for that show That's, that's the kind of show that we want to put into festivals
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, So that one I'll be like Okay, you know, this week we made whatever 20 bucks or whatever, I'll just put that in the fund For when we apply to whatever improv festival like yeah. PCIF is coming up. We got into PCIF. No, I didn't make them pay for our entry into PCIF. You know what
2: I mean? Like. You're right. That's a that's a best friend's thing. None of the best friends' money comes into my pocket or whatever, but it goes into like a best friend's fund. Yes. And I would hate to pay nowadays to do a festival or something like that. Right. Like, and like Montreal takes a, to get four dudes out into a hotel yeah, and a exactly. bus and everything. It's like fucking six hundred bucks potentially like, day well, like for like three in nights. Boston, like,
1: we were looking at hotels in Boston, and they're, like, Must minimum 200 bucks Canadian each. Yeah. And we're like, nope. So I ended up, find, <laughs> founding a, ended up finding mm-hmm. a, a person. Actually, oh. it worked so out really well. Like, a friend of a friend lives in Boston. I was like, do you have two couches? He's like, yeah. Boom. We're sleeping on a couch.
2: Man, this, this guy, Simon Gorsak, uh, helped us out huge in Edmonton because yeah. they didn't even have billeters. Oh, we didn't man. even have anywhere we like could stay.
1: The, usually the Fringe has a oh. nice billeting, but maybe because the one in Edmonton is so big. I don't know, man. Weird.
2: Weird. <laughs> That's my life story. What's coming up? Sure. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, you should ask me this like a week ago. Um. <laughs> November sixth and tenth, or I, I do this show dropping. Give me twenty. Yeah. Where up and comers in the scene do twenty minute sets and like stretch their legs. That's great, right? it's For Fun, some- man. Um. And and people, man, it's so great to see people like. Try to, because I want to see like your beginning, middle, and end, and then people have like callbacks throughout it and mm-hmm. have big finishes and stuff. Franco win last night had this like insane like sound cue where a song plays and he like, <laughs> and Guled's like watering him like it's raining. And he's like, it's the funniest thing. But, it's so uh, nice
1: because it's so rare that stand ups in Toronto get the chance to the do 20 much minutes time is a I bunch, get, yeah, yeah, and like it feels very together. different, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah.
2: Um, and then November 10th, the Thursday of that week, we have our uh, first best show in town in like six months. Wow. So <laughs>
1: does that mean Morgan's back in November? Morgan's or? back October 15th. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Cool.
2: Um, so those are dates. Yeah. We'll and I'm those, sticking to okay. it. We'll
1: put those dates on our Facebook page. I'll yeah, put those sure dates you will. Our yeah. and, <laughs> <Twitters>. <laughs> and, and our Twitters. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter boxes. Um,
2: my Twitter's at Hallworth Mark. Yay. Um, that's about it. Well, and I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> I
1: think
2: you're doing a great job. Okay. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming by. And
1: thanks, man. I've I wanted story. to do this forever. Thanks, man. Yay! Bro. And uh, struggle on, Mark. Okay. Yeah. Struggle on, Garth. All <laughs> right. And Wayne. Wayne's not here, man.
2: No. he's not You're more right. Garth struggle than on. Wayne. Come on, <laughs> on. You're both Garths. We're both. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these glasses. We're
1: both Garths. All right, bye. 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 If you liked this episode of the Constant Struggle podcast, you can find more episodes on iTunes or at theconstantstruggle.podbean.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at the Constant Struggle and on Twitter at strugglepod. Or If you've got a struggle of your own that you would like to share, be sure to follow up with us, either on Facebook or send us a direct message on Twitter. Struggle on, everybody.